I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode, and you're listening to Recode Replay, powered by digital media. Now here's an interview from the stage of Code Media. Joe, you got a video for us. Tell us about it, and then we'll play it in a second. Yeah, I think the, the video will be self-explanatory, and it's, uh, it's uh, you don't have to listen to me the whole time live. Before we play it, though, one second. Okay. Tell people what you do at Fox. Uh, I run Fox Advanced Ad Products, so how are we going to make money from advertising in a streaming world? Which, but you're not going to get rid of ads. We'll show the video. We'll find out. <laughs> it's an interesting time overall for the world of media. Everyone's a content producer, but it all begs the question of something I call the denominator problem, and that's that there's still only 24 hours in a day. If we're lucky, we sleep for eight of them. We work. We do things that don't involve an opportunity to transfer our attention to an advertisement. So despite that, in the numerator, we can create infinite amounts of content. The denominator is how much human attention is actually available for advertisers, because without attention, an advertising can have no effect. Goal has to be less ads. I mean, it's it's what consumers are already doing. Historically, advertising was based on a reach frequency model, and the frequency was saying I need to expose Joe to this ad 20 times, not because I need Joe to watch the ad 20 times, but because I don't know which ones he paid attention to, and I'm seeking Joe's attention, and then I'm seeking recall for the message. As far as the ads themselves, we're going to an interactive and on-demand world. Where is interactive and on-demand advertising? The typical currency for a video ad, for a 30-second video ad, is, is the CPM rate, right? That's the cost per thousand. Uh, so let's say a typical rate is a $30 CPM. That's the $30 per thousand video ads shown. That means iJoe is one consumer. The marketer is paying three cents to show me a 30-second video ad. Now, from the marketer's perspective, that sounds like a good rate. From Joe's perspective, that's paying me three cents for 30 seconds of my time, or really paying for three cents worth of my content for 30 seconds of my time. Most consumers should buy back their time. They should go get a DVR, they should add block, they should add avoid, and that's what's happening, right? Because marketing and media buying doesn't properly value human attention. What it's valuing is the potential for human attention. If we can move to a world where we can do guaranteed attention, fewer ads, interactive ads, immersive ads, we could raise the rate and we could move the conversation from a battle between uh, content creators and marketers about lower, lower, lower rates and saying, no, it's about guaranteeing proper human attention, the right audience, someone who's actually in market for goods and services, and a great experience overall, and higher rates that properly values people's time. And this isn't a theoretical you know, exercise anymore. Like, I mean, you see with all sorts of platforms offering ad-free options, they're searching for that price point where they say, at what price would a consumer say, here's my money, I'll take the ad-free version. That's the price that we have to get to for advertising. So. You dressed up for the video. I did. Um, but What happened today? I, you know, when I'm at a conference and I'm wearing a big media name around my neck, I feel like I have to rebel. All right, fair. Or a sweater. I was in a hoodie yesterday. We have more, one more? Yeah, so we have, we have a, a slide here that I think we'll leave up and just kind of it explains the point. Um, I found this to be fascinating. And this actually speaks to what you asked um, uh, Mike Hopkins about. And, and we've all heard John Langreff talk about, you know, there's too much content out there. Um, I think that quote gets misinterpreted as, from a consumer perspective, there's too much content. That's not true. Of course, like, I'd like more choices. 
if you look at that graph, what we're saying is that's the total production cost of all new episodic series uh, and the cost of each show. And that is steep up into the right. You can think of that as the price content creators are paying for every unit of human attention over the last 10 years, right? Because there's 24 hours in a day and that's not changing. I'm going to put another line over that. Maybe. There it is. That is the CPM rate over the last 10 years. Now, what's confusing about these two and why I think this is such an important chart, like no matter how you want to slice or dice and argue this, is that the CPM rate was supposed to be the rate an advertiser pays to borrow someone's attention. How, over a 10-year period, has that remained perfectly flat while the price that Game of Thrones or House of Cards or any show producer is paying is going steeply up into the right to get smaller audiences? And that gap in between is really made up by fraud, lower viewability ads, um, ads that no one sees through bots, etc. So go ahead and ask away. Watched a video where you said people should get ad blockers. Mm -hmm. They should uh, get DVRs and fast forward through the ads. Yep. They should pay for subscription services where there are no ads. Yes. Just going to say one more time, your job is to sell advertising yes. at Fox. Yes. Well, James I wanna, Murdoch just bought your company for a big did. pile of money. He did. Maybe he spent yes. the money the wrong way. No, I mean, look, I, I guess maybe well, there's two ways to look at it. Either, either advertising as a market fixes itself, or there'll be no ads, in which case my job is going to be super easy. Because, you know, president of advanced advertising is going to have almost nothing to do when everything's ad-free. I mean, we're hitting... I'll put this down. We're, we're heading towards this fork in the road where quality content can't survive on advertising. I mean, there's just no argument that, that argues otherwise. And consumers, like, I don't believe anybody thinks that taking the old model of advertising and porting it into a new place is going to work, right? We didn't take the radio model of advertising and put it on television. But it is the way that everyone is behaving now. We showed this many ads on TV, we'll show roughly the same thing over on Hulu. It, we're trying, right? But consumers are obviously bucking. I would say that, you know, you asked uh, Mike the question about Hulu and offering the ad-free. I think the best thing to happen to advertising in the past year is Hulu ad-free. Because it used to be Coke would say, hey, I'll pay three cents for 30 seconds of Peter's time. And Pepsi would say, I'll pay four cents for 30 seconds of Peter's time. And Fox would be like, great, Pepsi, Peter's all yours for four seconds. Now, Peter can say, uh-uh, that doesn't seem like a good deal to me, so here's $4 Hulu, and I'll bid for my own attention. And without that in the market, there's no reason for publishers and advertisers to do anything other than fight over price. Now, what we have to be doing is fighting over how to get a message to Peter that he actually wants to see. So you mentioned these should be interactive. I guess they should be on demand. They should be more targeted. Mm -hmm. um, that's all stuff you're going to do? Yes. How are you going to do that? You work, you work at a very conventional television broadcast company. You never usually look to Fox or NBC or anybody else to be innovators in new advertising technology. Well, I, would, I would challenge that uh, Fox is, is uh, conventional in, in terms of the you broadcast network. You got networks. this cool jersey on. Uh, yeah. Um, but I got a... I mean, it, there's, a, there's a reason why I was excited to actually go there. I mean, we weren't in a position where we needed to sell the company. We should back up. You had a company called Truex. Had a company called Truex. Which did what? The pitch was? Which was looking for ways to, what would an ad model look like for quality content? Every piece of ad tech out there is built for tonnage. We have 13 trillion impressions or 14 billion video views a day you know, by you know, 90 billion humans, which is weird because there's more than the number of people on the planet. 
Um, I've actually seen you, YouTube MCN say, we have 600 million subscribers, and I don't think there are 600 million subscribers on YouTube, so you know they're just counting and adding things up because they, the, the fight had always been largest number. So what we were doing with Truex was saying, what if we, instead of looking at volume, we looked for quality? So it's actually, it's, it's actually pretty um, intuitive if you, if you thought about it. Coke would like to advertise to you. Right now, the way that works is they show you ads in multiple pods, in multiple shows, at multiple times, hoping that you remember the message tomorrow. And what you're doing is saying, nope, I'm just going to ignore that, or I'm going to read a paper, or I'm going to go to the other room, or I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. Um, what we said is, okay, what if we could get someone to opt in to an ad? An immersive, interactive experience, much more what the medium's like. And then we'll get rid of all the other ads. And the way that looks like right now, you could go to Brooklyn Nine-Nine, press play on an episode on Fox.com or Fox Now or Hulu or wherever else. It'll give you an option. It would say, "Do be here, be present for one immersive ad, and we'll get rid of all your other ads. That's happening today or that That's could happen? That's happening today. And, um, so you can, and I think James Murdoch had a line about this in his, in his yep. earnings. He said, there's a lot of ways for us to do more stuff with interactive, and yep. we can do stuff with sort of the on-demand window. But... Our main business is going to be selling TV for a while and conventional sure. TV. So are you just sort of playing in a digital sandbox for a while, or do you expect him to sort of move, allow you to move this into conventional TV? And if so, how can you do that? Well, I mean, it's, uh, the sandbox is actually gigantic. We just don't pay much attention to how big it really is. I mean, the number of people who watch Empire time-shifted. So time-shifted, don't, don't think of it as just dot-com or digital. Think of it as VOD. Think of it as you know, in-app and later. Everyone who's not watching Empire when everyone, it airs on whatever number Everyone who's is. not watching it live, live. The number is big. It's, it's you know, 20, 30, 40, 50%, depending on the show, depending on when it is. That's huge. What the problem is, and it was actually, I kind of found it funny when BuzzFeed was talking earlier. I, I, I don't know if anyone else you know, follows the TV and media industry, but BuzzFeed was up here and they're talking about how it wasn't fair because um, not all of their viewership was getting measured because some of the viewership was happening on Facebook and some of the viewership, like that sounds exactly like the TV networks, uh, you know, over the past two years. We're like, it's not fair, it's not getting measured because it's happening. It's in a bar, it's in a dorm. Yeah. The, the thing that gets me is that, you know, we've been looking recently at the amount of ad time Fox as a network exposes consumers to. And it is many, many, many multiples higher than a YouTube, let's say. Certainly many multiples higher in video advertising. Um, but we've kind of put ourselves in a tough spot. Like when I first, it's been one year since the acquisition. And when I came in, I thought, okay, we just need better products. We need a better message. But really what I found out was that we, like TV allowed itself to get into a rigged game and it's getting its ass hand to do it because it let the digital people set the metrics. So let me give an example. An impression digitally is measured at the start. So 100% viewable just means that the impression was viewable for two seconds. It doesn't mean the whole impression was viewable for 30 seconds. TV only has one product, right? 100% of the screen, corner to corner, for 30 seconds, with a high likelihood that the sound is on. Could someone go get a sandwich? Sure. Could someone you know, answer a phone call, read a tweet? Absolutely. But it has to be on the screen for the entirety of it. We can complain all we want about Nielsen, whether or not it's accurate or perfect, but it's, it's fair. Digitally, one impression could be half the page for two seconds, another one could be the whole page for 10 seconds, and because it doesn't have any standard, like, and we only have one, like we're getting crushed. And you have another version of this argument where you say, hey, you guys are saying you've got a bigger audience in the World Series over with these yeah. YouTube stars. Actually, it's <laughs> not. 
wrote a fun post about it. I got to get, get the Spicoli picture up there. Yep. Is your job to go out and sort of raise, carry the banner for, for the Murdochs and really for TV in general saying digital's bullshit, TV's where it's at, <laughs> or do you have to fundamentally reinvent TV advertising? Because one seems a lot harder than the other. Um, I, well, I think it's, it's both. I would, I, would take issue with the, I would take issue with the argument that was stated earlier that there's not one metric. There is one metric. There's 24 hours in a day, and everyone's looking for a share of that day. Marketers, if they're paying you for something, they're asking you for a share of that day. Like, I, there was an analyst who said that because of all the screen time we have, there's actually 31 hours in a day now. I mean, if there's six or seven extra hours in a day, I'd love to know about them because I'm, I'm planning on learning to knit and I just don't have time. It's a premium it. subscription. I think so because, look, let's, let, let's, just, let's just take that to the extreme. When I go to the park, there's 100 hours in a day because there's a bird flying over there and a game going on in front of me and, a, and something happens. But, but go back here. to the part about how you change TV advertising because you're, you're making an argument about the argument. Well, because... I don't think, I think what we need to do is have a little bit of a reset of what's actually happening. So the problem has been, what I've begun to realize is the problem has been is it sounds like sour grapes when a TV executive gets up and says, they're just not measuring it right. We've got more views. We didn't have 10 billion views of Empire yesterday, right? But when Empire is on air, it's more than twice the total playtime of YouTube globally while it's on air. The, the argument that you're talking about, about, uh, you know, I would do exactly what YouTube is doing, or I would do exactly what Yahoo or, or AOL or anyone else is doing. I'd take the largest possible number. I'd, what Facebook is doing, hey, we've got 10 billion views. What do you define a view as? Well, you know, it's two seconds, autoplay, sound on, maybe. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that being a definition of a view. The problem is TV has allowed ourselves to count a view the same way, right? And what's a view for us? Average duration of a view for a television network is somewhere around 37 minutes, Right? Average duration of a page view in a place like BuzzFeed or others, 37 seconds. And yet we one more count time. So you same. made this, you made an awesome video. You make awesome medium posts that I turn into blog posts. Thank you for the free content Here to help. multiple times. What are you going to do on the operation side to change what Fox is doing? So it does start with new ad products that, like, you know, um, Jack Welch used to say, like, if you can't be one or two in an industry, you should get the fuck out of the industry. I don't know. Everyone's been cursing. And even though I haven't been drinking, I just feel like I should at this point. Jack. Um, we're, we're not going to be, I, see, I said I haven't been drinking. This is good. Um, we're not going to be one or two in impressions. So, I mean, in di a digital world, maybe we should get out of the impression business because the, the, the definition of impression has been so polluted. I mean, my belief is that, one, I wrote, I wrote another one that, that you picked up, which... I believe ad blockers are the best thing that's ever happened to the internet. I think everybody should install an ad blocker. And anyone who is against ad blockers probably is running bad ad tech in the background. They're probably tracking. They probably have low viewable impressions. High quality content, I don't understand the problem with ad blockers. If you come to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I know you have an ad blocker on it. I can ask you to turn it off. If you don't want to turn it off, I can either give you the show or not give you the show. Right? So like, the control is there. So I think the first is new ad products that respect consumers' time. Give them options to buy their way out. And then kind of reset with marketers. Like, okay, would you like to buy someone's time? Somewhere along the way, agencies began to forget that their CPM rate was someone else's time. Right? Lower and lower, lower, lower rates. Not, forget just for TV. Lower and lower rates for Pandora means that Pandora can give you less time of music. Rather than working together and saying, okay, what's the highest possible rate for a return? I gave ourselves 15 minutes for this conversation. We're out of time. Speaking of time, we'll continue the conversation backstage and out in the hall. Great. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. 